CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Monday's edition. We start off this brand new week and uh, so many things going on in the world. You know, isn't it great to know that you have a relationship with God? And you know, when God calls us home, we're, we're done here. And uh, you know, when you stop to look at the world the way it is uh, today and listening to, I listen to several different news outlets, all of them basically saying we can be on the verge of World War III. I, I look at this and I just go, wow, you know, God, it is so good to have that peace with you. Uh, to live as Christ, die as gain. And so we want to just be about our Father's business. We set this time aside every weekday afternoon, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible, looking at political issues, looking at global issues from a biblical standpoint. And what we hear in church is that even in the Bible at all. So we just want to encourage you to give us a call if you've been sharing your faith you read your Bible, come across something you don't understand, that's why we're here for you. We enjoy being with you each and every weekday afternoon live radio. We've got three lines open if you want to be part of the program today. 8888-ASK-CSN is the number to call, and you can be part of the program. Joining me today, special guest Scott Parker from Calvary Chapel, Festus, Missouri, in a program called A Word for the Church on the weekend times here. Hi and, West, what, hi and welcome, Scott. <laughs> hey, I've been gone a couple of weeks, Mike. It's great to be back with you and uh, looking forward to answering questions today. And with everything going on in the world, you're exactly right. It is so wonderful to know that our feet are on a solid foundation uh, with everything rocking and reeling and everything going the way it's going. Um, you know, Christians really are the only people in the world uh, who have that solid foundation and can have peace in the midst of everything that's happening. And, and you know, Mike, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, we're seeing exactly what Jesus said was going to be happening before his coming, and especially before the rapture, is wars and rumors of wars. I mean, uh, this thing going on in Israel right now, you know, it, it could turn on a dime, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of different things could happen um, with what's going on over there. So it's just amazing. Um, but in the midst of it, as you said, Mike, for real believers, there is a peace that we have in the midst of all this. And that's what Jesus promised. Amen. And, you know, uh, it's interesting. They said today that, well, uh, you know, we've got a couple aircraft carriers now going to be there and uh, 2,000 uh, American soldiers uh, to be deployed, but not for combat, not to come to Israel's aid, only for humanitarian and uh, make sure that they can get their arms shipments but other than that, not to engage in any kind of warfare. I thought that was interesting because, again, we remember as we read Ezekiel 38, if this turns into the Ezekiel 38 war, no one comes to Israel's defense as far as right. militarily. Uh, and um, uh, so where you have a coalition of um, Russia, Turkey, uh, the countries around the Balkan Sea, uh, Ethiopia, Libya, Persia, Iran, uh, which yeah. is Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan, mm -hmm. uh, you, you have this, this coalition that comes against Israel in the last days, but Israel stands by itself to fight them off. 
and God fights for Israel, and that's what makes this um, Ezekiel 38, 39 were so unusual. Now, again, um, we have to understand that that um, it's very, very um, volatile. Um, Iran says if Israel goes into the Gaza, that they will then launch, evidently, an attack from the north. Um, United States warns uh, Iran not to get involved. Russia then in turn says, if anybody stops you, Iran, from um, going against Israel because of the Gaza Strip and Hamas, we will then come to your aid. So it is a real interesting uh, chain of events here. Israel has every intent on going into the Gaza, just as they said. They don't care what Iran says. I don't think really Israel cares about what anybody says. All they know is they were shelled. They don't want to be shelled anymore. This idea of land for peace, as they said, never has worked. They said when we give them land, it only gives them a closer base to us to launch their missiles. There will not be a land for peace. I can guarantee you on that one. Now, uh, again, when you look at this, Scott, we're getting um, some interesting pictures here. We, We know Russia's out of money. Uh, we know they have some big arsenal. Um, wars and rumors of war are global. Uh, we, I, I don't know. I've I've not seen anything quite like this. Um, uh, you, you, uh, then I watch poor Trump, and he's got a 100% Biden appointee judge uh, that uh, is has violated so many issues that she should recruit herself because she is uh, in violation of law. But yet she wants to set as the the uh, judge and jury on uh, Donald Trump. Gave him a gag order today, so as he goes campaigning, he he can't say thir- certain things. Which I don't know. Uh, when when you look at the whole this whole thing, it's purely kangaroo court. There's no way around it. Right. And yes, the last election was rigged. I get so sick of hearing. NBC, CBS, uh, uh, the Democratic Party, oh, it was legitimate. It was not legitimate. We here at CSN proved it. Brad Dacus, who's our attorney, said that he helped uh, um, a congressman in California overturn where the Democrat won. There was poll watchers realizing there wasn't that many people that went in to vote that reported uh, in their in their tally well, they used mail-in ballots. The mail-in ballots, people then called these people on the mail-in ballots and said, did you vote? They said, we never voted. And so they found out that over 300 of these ballots in this small district were fraud. It overturned the election the Republican won. Now, I don't know why you have to have fraudulent ballots goldfish voting, dead people voting to get your party in office. But I would run from any party that continues to cheat their way in. And when we see what happened, and if you ever have a chance to watch the movie 2000 Mules, I think you're going to get a better idea of just how well oiled this cheat machine really is. And we need to be aware of it because, again, this is what is formed the problems in the world right now. 
a weak America, a Joe Biden that gave $80 billion to Afghanistan, full-on jet fighters, why they didn't just put a little fuel in them and fly them to Israel, no one knows. He let them have some of our best, really a lot of our best uh, armament, $80 billion worth, that's now being used on Israel. So when you look at this, you realize that something is wrong. Why would you lift sanctions on Iran? Now they're selling up hundreds of billions of dollars of oil. I think it's a hundred billion so far to China. This is what's funding Hamas. We had sanctions on four years ago. They were out of money. They couldn't fund anything. But now with Joe Biden at the controls, hey, we have global unrest at a magnitude proportion. Friends, we need to pray. And Jesus said, when you begin to see these things, look up. I don't know if the Lord's going to leave us here as testimony or he's going to take us home so we'll get a heavenly view of this whole thing. But whatever it is, I guarantee you the world is changing now. As I shared uh, last week, you can have a gallon of um, fiberglass resin in your garage. It stays gooey, kind of consistency of honey. And it'll stay that way for 40 years in your garage. But the minute you add the hardener in there, it will change. I believe this fight that broke out uh, eight days ago was the catalyst for something that's going to change radically in our world. Your thoughts? Yeah, Mike. And you know what? I I told our church when all this went down the very next day at church, I said, this is all calculated. This is completely calculated. Uh, Hamas did this on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. They did this on the Sabbath day, just like they did then. Uh, I mean, this is all just planned. It, it was all planned. And, you know, with this whole thing about the, uh, you know, last Friday, they were Hamas, the leader of Hamas was calling for, um, you know, global jihad, having uh, those um, in different countries to, to protest and, and start trouble and do this and that. You know, and you know this for years and years now. We've been having people from the Middle East coming through our southern border, you yep. know, and 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 it's just even worse now. And I tell you, Mike, when I look at all this and everything that's going on, it is also calculated. It's 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 planned, and it's amazing to me because when I look at it, I cannot help but to believe that, especially with our administration that we have and our government here in America that all of this is what they want it to be. They want to bring America down so that they can then, uh, you know, bring in the globalism, bring in the one world order, the one world government. That's where it's all headed. We know, we know from the book of Revelation, this is where it's headed. And I think the more we see these kind of things, um, you know, and we really want to pay attention to Israel because, I mean, that is God's time clock, Jerusalem and Israel. And we're seeing it now at, at the forefront, but, you know, it's in the midst of all this other stuff going on in the world. You know, you talked about Russia and of course, in, you know, in Ezekiel 38, God is going to put a hook in their jaw and, you know, with all the oil and all of the gas reserves that Israel has now and with what's, what's went on in Russia, uh, they've got every reason. Uh, in the few, you know, in the, in the near future to, to come down from the north. I mean, there's just so much going on in the world right now. And, um, but I, I really feel, and I have for a long time now that when it comes to the government that we have now, and like you talked about with, with the last election, 
and and them now trying to do everything they can because they know that Trump is a front runner. They know that he's a front runner when it comes to the Republican Party and when it comes to to going up against Joe Biden. And it's amazing uh, because they're going to do everything they can to silence him because, again, he's the one thing uh, on this earth that we know of that that stood against globalism. And they couldn't do what they wanted to do with him in the way. And they're trying everything they can do to get rid of him. Of course, you know, I think with, you know, what they've, uh, you know, what the, the orders they've given him and stuff like this, I think that's. That's probably equal to probably putting like a restraining order on him. I don't think it's going to keep him from saying anything he wants to say. Uh, but at the same time, they're going to do everything they can to to maintain control because I do believe that our government is is under the uh, the influence uh, of the globalists. And um, it's you know, it, it, on one hand, it's scary to think about. But on the other hand, it's exciting because we're living Amen. in these times where we're seeing the Bible play out. And it's amazing, isn't it, Mike? You know, and and uh, just uh, two hours ago, Iran warns that their hands are already on the trigger, waiting for Israel to invade the Gaza Strip. So, friends, we are in some times different than any other time. I always tell people, work for the night is coming, as Jesus said, uh, when no one can work. Be about our Father's business. Today is the appointed day of salvation. So important to do that. And again, we see, again, a world that... Um, I don't, I, you know, yesterday I was watching one of the news channels and the, this was in the morning and the commentators were visibly troubled and, and quivering. And they said, you all need to go to church this morning. I, wherever you go to church, you need to go. You need to go. I, I've never heard the American news media telling people to go to church. It was one of the most strange things that I had seen. But we are in some really dire straits here. And so being about our father's business, so important. 8888, ask the Ascends a number to call if you want to be part of the program. And we're going to go to Dieter in Montana. Hi and welcome. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, so thanks a lot for taking my call. Uh, I was calling the other day when uh, Brad was on and uh, you know, I really appreciate the work that you guys all do. Um, there was something that he said, and I've heard other pastors say it. It's uh, uh, a matter of what's going on in Israel. Another thing that you guys just brought up is, you know, how could this happen? How could how could we allow these people to be in office? Well, you know, God can use fake elections to put in power who he will have in power because yes. we've turned our back on him. Yep. So since we've turned our back on, like you said, we need to pray. We need to repent. The guy in the mirror, my mirror, your mirror, that's the guy that's responsible. It's not anybody else. It's not the government. It's not the leader of the country that needs as much prayer as the rest of us. But <laughs> on Friday, the question came up in my head of, the stuff that's going on in Israel, it's been stated by other people I've heard also as demonic. What would classify this as demonic instead of what, you know, is being allowed by how evil some humans are? Because, I mean, in the Bible, you got people that are raping people to death. You got, you know. Right. Why, why would you call it demonic? Well, because I believe of the horrific um, 
imbalance of man. Yes, the heart of man is desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? The Bible tells us. But I, I think the beheading of children, I, I think these kinds of things, you know, um, you know, the great Hamas warriors slaughtering little babies. Wow. Maybe, maybe you found somebody your size to pick on. You know, I think this is what it is. I, I think there's a, a line. Um, you know, the Bible says God has written on man's heart what's right and wrong. Uh, but man is in rebellion to God. But I, I think that really when you see the wholesale carnage uh, that we all saw eight days ago, I, I believe that, yes, I, I do absolutely believe there is uh, demonic spirits at work in the world. And um, your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what we have to remember is what what is motivating Hamas. You know, it, it is amazing to me, Mike, that, um, you know, in the book of Genesis in chapter six, when it spoke about the days of Noah, um, it talked about the world was filled with violence or the earth was filled with violence. It's interesting because many times in the Old Testament, the word for earth there is the same word for the word land, speaking of the land of Israel. And what's amazing is the word for violence in Hebrew is Hamas. Uh, it's amazing because Jesus told us that in the that uh, as it gets closer to his coming, especially during the tribulation, that uh, that Hamas or violence is going to fill the earth. And so we know God's in control of all this. But the thing is, they're being motivated by a demonic religion. Uh, they're being motivated by a false book, the Quran, uh, from a false prophet, Muhammad, uh, who um, is being motivated uh, by Satan and by uh, demonic forces, um, because Islam is nothing but a counterfeit. It came after Judaism. It came after Christianity. And uh, though it steals and takes both from uh, Judaism and Christianity, in a sense from the Old Testament, um, they deny that Jesus is God. They deny the fact. In fact, it's amazing uh, that on the uh, the mosque there, uh, on the Temple Mount, the, the uh, Dome of the Rock, in Arabic writing on the outside of it, they have written in Arabic that God does not beget, nor does he have a son. Um, they have went out of their way to make sure that they have denied Jesus Christ completely, that they are of an antichrist spirit. And that is what is driving uh, Hamas. That's what's driving Hezbollah. That's what's driving all of these people. And uh, to see what they're doing uh, to, to Israeli babies and children and things like that is just unspeakable. It's it's horrendous. It's horrible. And it's nothing short of demonic. And so I think we have to really look at what is motivating these people to do what they're doing. So many people are talking about, you know, it's about the land. It's about the land. Um, but really, it's it's about uh, religion. It's about the belief system. It's about what is motivating these people. It's not just don't believe that it's just about land. They want Israel completely destroyed because that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to remove Israel uh, from existence because God has a plan for the nation of Israel. In the future, in the millennium, he's going to make them the head of the nations because their Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, is going to come. He's going to rule the world. He's going to put down the Antichrist and 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 the whole world, the, the new world order system. He's going to get rid of all that, and he's going to rule and reign this earth from Jerusalem. And I'm convinced that that Satan is doing everything he can through demonic forces 
uh, in that whole uh, system of Islam to try to keep that from happening. Uh, but thank God we've read the Bible. We know the back of the book and we know who wins. And I'm glad I'm on his side. <laughs> Mike. Amen. Amen. I hope that answers it for you. Yeah, you know, that, that 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 puts a lot of clarity on it that I was talking with another friend of mine about. And, and we agreed that the the Prince of Persia is, you know, behind this. And, and so there was that aspect of it that we were already in agreement with as far as demonic and you know, the good news is there's one-third of the the angels turned to demons, and two-thirds are still on our side and on Israel's side. So uh, thanks for taking time to answer my question. Peter, God bless you. Stay online. Stay out the movie Jesus, a little book called Time to Grow. Great to share with your friends. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws nigh. Let's go to Daniel, St. George, Utah. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you, uh, Pastor Mike, for taking my call. I appreciate it. How may we have? Um, in changing gears a little bit, I've heard pastors speak about this. I know I've read it somewhere in the Bible, and I was kind of hoping that maybe you could help me with this. But my question is, is, isn't there a place where Jesus stopped talking to people in order to prevent the judgment later on uh, from being worse for what they know and they still denied? Um, I'm under the impression that um, he did do that, and it was really to preserve further judgment on those disbelievers or people that chose not to believe in him um, at the Great White Throne Judgment, and so he would stop talking to them. Do you know anything about that? Not heard that before. Your thoughts? Yeah, Mike, I was trying to think as he's speaking there, and I can't think of anything in particularly. Um, you know, I'm just, all I'm thinking is of verses of where, you know, people are given information and then they're going to be responsible. You know, Jesus did say to whom much is given, much will be required. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And yeah, you know, things like that where, and Jesus also said it would have been better uh, for some people uh, to have have never been born than to believe and to turn from him. I mean, we have scriptures like that, but uh, in particular, Daniel, what you're speaking of there, I can't, nothing comes to my mind right now. So, Mike. So I I, I hope that helps. I, I don't know. Um, everybody, the Bible says, has been given a measure of faith. It's what we do with mm-hmm. it. Um, and, I, and I believe also that, that being ignorant of truth doesn't cause a person to be uh, to be excused from it. I, I think that 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 this is a is something that people would say. Well, if that was the case, don't share Jesus with anybody because then they've got a chance in case they don't accept the Lord. That doesn't go along with anything in the Bible. Um, and there's only one name under heaven man can be saved, uh, Jesus. And so. Uh, I, I really believe that that the idea of not telling people too much so they won't get a harder judgment is not really a, a biblical concept. I hope that helps. Thank you. I appreciate that. My pastor has confirmed what you said, and I don't know where I got that, but for some reason I'm, I've almost even um, believed that that's true, that if you know we as Christians, if we keep... Um, pushing it on a person that really is a denier and really doesn't want to accept Christ, that when they do meet Christ, that God holds them even more responsible for everything that they were told 
and they still were denied. They still denied. And so I appreciate the fact that you're, you're kind of going in the same direction as my pastor does as well. So I guess I'll just have to go with you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, and if you come across something in the Bible it would, that would seem to be opposite to that, please call us. Let us know. We'll go over it with you. So, Daniel, stay in line. We'll get you out a, a book called Time to Grow, as well as the movie Jesus. And with that, we'll go to Catherine in Kalua, Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. How are you, and how may Aloha. we help? The morning of October 7th, before I even knew that Israel had been attacked, the Lord led me to Psalm 118, and I read uh, verses 10, 11, and 12, which is what I wanted to ask you about. If you don't mind, I'll read it. It says, All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me. Yes, they surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They were extinguished as a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. And this seems like a real fulfillment of what Israel is going to do over there. And um, I wonder what you thought about that. I, I believe that, again, when the Hebrews would read the Bible, they would read it with three understandings. First of all, what does it, what does it say? What obviously is it saying? What is the spiritual application? And what is the future application? And, of course, Israel has many times been surrounded by enemies. And God is, has delivered them. Now, sometimes God did not deliver them in that God was teaching them a lesson. That's a different thing. But I believe because of the last days, the time we're in, Jesus in Luke chapter 21 saying that Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles to the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Uh, Jerusalem is under Jewish control. And when Jesus said that, it was under Roman control, then obliterated by a Roman general named Titus and laid waste for for centuries. Now we find Israel back in their homeland, Jerusalem as their capital, and I believe the time of the Gentiles is wrapping up. God's going to deal with his nation of Israel that last final 70th week, that seven-year tribulation period coming up, as well as judge and God-rejecting world. Now, we find this, and we also find an interesting group of bees, if you will, surrounding Israel uh, as we speak. Now, again, um, this thing coming up um, with Iran saying our our hands are already on the trigger, uh, what does that mean? We don't know for sure, but I know one thing, God keeps Israel. We're coming up on a break, everyone. We don't want you to go away. When we come back, we're going to have a whole lot more right after this. We'll be right back. Are you ready to study to show yourself approved? A workman not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth? In this sad, lonely, and lost generation, people need help. They need Jesus. And who can present the gospel better than you? Calvary Chapel University wants to be a helper of your joy, so you can go out and make disciples who make disciples. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today, and you'll earn outstanding scholarships. Most of our CCU graduates graduate early or on time, debt-free, and sound doctrinally. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today. 
Skip Heitzig is one of our faculty members, and David Guzik is not only a board member, but he just earned his Master of Divinity at CCU. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today and watch God move powerfully in your life. Hey, this is Brant along with Sherry here. And so you hear me doing these spots for MediShare, and Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brant, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real, I actually do. I'm not just saying stuff. So family, friends ask me about it. I'm like, yes, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people my experience has been. MediShare has been fantastic for me. Yeah. It's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways, honestly. Yeah. And see, a lot of people who've switched tell me that it's the same reaction. They're very, very happy with it. And it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money. I would tell people, look into it. Yep. Uh, So really, for reals, uh, if you want to talk to them, they're great to talk to. I think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it. So um, you do the phone number. I'm actually tired of doing all the phone numbers. Yeah. Okay. Call now. 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Nice job. Thanks. Welcome you back to part two of To Every Man and Answer here on this Monday afternoon with Scott Parker from Festus, Missouri. Calvary Chapel, hi and welcome again. And we want to just go right back to the phones. And we have Ron on the line, Prescott, Arizona. Hi, welcome. Good afternoon, pastors, uh, Mike and Scott. What time during the tribulation will Zechariah 14.2 take place? And that, is that, tell me what that is real quick. Okay, that's where Jerusalem is surrounded by all the nations and the city is taken and half of the city is taken captive into exile and half remains. Okay, your thoughts. Well, I believe uh, what's going to happen there is that's going to happen, Ron, during the second half of the tribulation period um, because what you'll see is during the second half of the tribulation, if you go to um, Revelation chapter 12, it begins to speak about Israel and then her, the remnant of Israel, getting out and going uh, most likely down to Petra, where God's prepared a place for her there. And then when you come to Revelation 16, you know, under the sixth uh, bold judgment, then that's where it also speaks about this even going further uh, in the sense of the Euphrates River drying up and then the uh, nations, you know, are going to be able to then uh, all gather together there uh, for what is uh, called Armageddon, which it mentions uh, there in Revelation 16 and verses uh in, in verse 16, and of course, we see the ba- battle of Armageddon happening when Jesus Christ comes uh, in the second coming at the end of the tribulation. Uh, but I believe when you look at the book of Revelation, that it gives you every indication that this is going to happen during the second half, at least the midway part of the second half of the tribulation, uh, especially when the Antichrist uh, breaks his covenant with the nation of Israel. Uh, there's going to be a lot. Uh, you know, the, the first half of the tribulation is going to be terrible. Uh, with the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments, uh, because with each set of those judgments, uh, they just increase in intensity on the earth. 
Um, and then what we see then is when the Antichrist breaks his covenant at the midway point, then we have what Jesus called then the great tribulation. Um, speaking of that second half of the tribulation period, that last three and a half years where it really ramps up hard against the nation of Israel. Mike? And we know that that is going to be the case because that's what Jesus said concerning the abomination which makes desolate where the Antichrist puts a picture of himself, he himself, or his name in the temple there in Jerusalem and declares to the world he's God, must be worshipped as God. He scraps the very religious system that he used to unite the world, the chrislam, the coexist, if you will, <laughs> yeah. to to unite the world. And then he scraps it and tells everybody he must be worshipped. That's when, the, when Jesus said, don't even go back into your house to get your coat. Just mm-hmm. run for the hills. That tells me Jerusalem is under siege. And I believe that's where... Um, we find this Zechariah 14 uh, prophecy coming forth. I hope that helps. Okay, pastors, it looks like uh, you're, you're right that uh, some Jews who believe the Bible will flee first. Then the Antichrist will deport all the remaining Jews, and the only ones left will be the Muslims who have bought into the Antichrist. Well, we know, we know, uh, again, the Bible says that Jerusalem is going to be a cup of trembling for the whole world. And it doesn't say for just a season. It's going to be, once it's reestablished, it's going to be that way till I believe the Lord comes back. Um, Now, people have asked the question, why, why is there such an attack on the Jews? I think that's a very fair question. And we had an earlier caller ask about, about demonic activity concerning these groups that do this. I mean, look at what Hitler tried to do, and look at what mm-hmm. Hamas and Hezbollah and, and um, all the others. There's there's oh, there's at least five different groups that are anti-Israel, kill them all. I believe because Israel plays such a key part in the last days that if the devil in his warped thinking thinks if I can wipe out Israel, then the Bible would not be true. You would not have the 144,000 Jews evangelizing the world. You would not have the temple rebuilt there in chapter 11 of Revelation. You would not have, have any of the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning Israel in the last days coming true. So try to, to interrupt this. Now you'd say, well, that's crazy. Why Doesn't he know any better? No. I've had people say, if the devil knows the Bible, and he quoted it to Jesus, remember, after he had fasted, uh, command this stone to be made bread, he starts quoting out of Psalms, cast yourself down, uh, the angels will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the soul. I mean, he was quoting scripture to Jesus. If he knows he's going to lose in the end, why doesn't he just cry, uncle, and give up. Here's why. Pride is at the root of every sin. And you yourself, if you don't believe me, you can go up into the hospital and go to people that are only got a few hours to live. And you can go in and say, hey, I want to share with you, you're getting ready to go on a journey. And and I want to make sure you're ready to go on that voyage, um, passing from this life to the next one. And they'll say, I'm not going to die. I'm getting up out of this hospital bed and 
fact, I'm even thinking about having another family. I had a guy tell me that with only two hours left to live. And I was shocked. And I thought how pride blinds anyone, the devil, the demons, human beings, to reality. The Bible says in Isaiah 14 that he was beautiful in all of his way till pride entered his heart. And people say, well, why doesn't the devil just give up? Pride won't let him. He still thinks he's going to win in the end. This is how warped pride is. The Bible says the pride is at the root of every sin. And so that is why whether it's the devil or demons or humans that let pride run their life, they are blind to the reality of what's really going to happen. And so I believe that, again, uh, when we, we see this, um, this war that comes against Israel again, uh, Israel is going to continue to be under siege until the Lord comes. Um, I, I believe this is what, what uh, we're going to see even much more. That's when Jesus said, don't even go back in your house to get your coat. Uh, the, the attack, I believe, on Jerusalem will be so quick and so severe. Because, you see, when the Antichrist announces to the world that he's God, must be worshipped as God, um, Israel goes, can't go for that. You've been our friend, but you're not God. He's not going to suffer global humiliation. So I believe he'll bring swift, retaliatorial punishment upon the Jewish people. That's why Jesus said, run for the hills, run as quick as you can. Now, up to just maybe 100 years ago, 75 years ago, this kind of immediate retaliation would have been really impossible. You'd had to mash your troops in, bring them into the streets, and go to door to door, and all this stuff, kind of like we're seeing right now. I believe what he's going to do is he's just going to rocket attack Israel with everything he's got to make a public, global um, statement, don't mess with me. And that Jesus said, don't even go back in your house to get your clothes. Run. The retaliation is going to be so fast. And in the and I remember reading older commentaries on this particular verse. And they said, we don't see how really that could be. Uh, now with surface-to-air missiles, it's easy. From uh, Missiles lodged from jet aircraft, easy. Um, but up to just a few you know, 100 years ago, uh, 75 years ago, would have been pretty hard for that to happen. So, Ron, we're in exciting times. I hope that helps. Thank you very much, pastors. God bless you, and thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Mark, Washington. Hi, welcome. Hi, Pastor Mike. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Friday, you said you couldn't figure out some of Washington State's crazy laws. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, one that they use, and they probably use it hundreds of times every day. Let's say you get yourself in trouble, okay? And the opposing party takes you to court. And then, well, the opposing party decides they want to dismiss it and drop it, okay? Okay, all is well and good. There's a little book on the laws that says if Washington State wants to pick you up, they can pick you up and don't think they don't do it. And they will prosecute you on behalf of the state. That's why. And that happens... I'll bet you hundreds of times a day. Oh, so I see. So here's the way it works. So if the state is targeting somebody, 
where they can't just go out and arrest him. They have a false front man go out and file a lawsuit on the individual. Then that that individual drops the lawsuit because it's phony baloney anyway. But then the state of Washington picks it up to continue the prosecution of a person that they had targeted before anything really ever happened. Kind of the way it is. I don't know whether Washington State actually targeted it, but they can pick up stuff. And I, honestly, myself, I think it's all just for money. It's a revenue to them. I mean, look at this prosecuting uh, you know, attorney general we have right now. Oh, my goodness. He, he, he's, suing, he's suing people, corporations, you name it, left and right, just like that idiot they got in New York. This guy's going crazy because money's unlimited to them guys. Well, see, this is the, the I always tell people they got too much time on their hands. Um, I, I think this is indicative of a nation that's forgotten God. I think this is indicative of a nation that believes diversity is our strength. I've heard that repeated uh, from, uh, you know, part of your, your um, uh, what do they call it, um, public service announcements. No, that is a lie, lie, lie. It's the United States of America. United we stand, divided we fall. When we're united, we're strong. When we're divided, we're weak. Diversity is our strength. (laughs) Not a bigger lie has ever been told. Your thoughts? Yeah, exactly, Mike. It's just, you know, we're living in a time you know where it's uh it's much like it is in the book it was it was in the book of judges every man does what is right in his own eyes and we're taking the law and we're we're just setting it aside and doing what we want to do and uh it's amazing when we hear things like this um you know from uh not just the federal government from the states like this it's it's insane yeah and and i i really believe that what we're seeing we're, we're, it's going to get real real bad because yeah. see a couple of a couple of real problems and um uh, just uh, about 3 weeks ago Joe Biden said oh since i've been president the middle east has never been at more peace he said that well uh yeah right okay we have on the verge of world war 3 now here's some exciting news Joe Biden depleted the american oil reserves for war. That's right, everybody. Remember when he did that? Because he was waging his war on oil and making sure that, as an example, gasoline during President Trump was less than $2 a gallon. Now it's hitting $5 and on up, depending on where you're at. Uh, for, uh, I think the cheapest you can find it anywhere now is about four four oh three. But depending on where you're at, well, the thing is, with this interruption now in Iranian oil uh, and everything, expect oil to get real expensive. And so uh, we're, we're looking at some, some crazy laws. We have people that, that um, well, we all know people shouldn't be running the country that are running it. I mean, they don't even know what day it is. So uh, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for our nation and we need to pray that God opens a door for us to witness and share our faith while we still have time. Mark, I hope that helps. Stay in line, send you out the movie Jesus, as well as uh, a little book called Time to Grow. And I uh, hope that answered it for you. God bless you. Let's go to Sh- Cheyenne, I believe it is, Napa, California. Hi, welcome. 
Hi, uh, thank you for having me on. Um, so my question is, uh, what verses would you use to try to reach um, a Jewish person? Isaiah 53 for me, your thoughts? Mike, I totally agree with that. Isaiah 53, you know, from listening to testimonies of Jewish people who have become believers in Yeshua HaMashiach, that means Jesus the Messiah, um, that they have uh, come to Christ through uh, hearing the truth of Isaiah 53 because it is so vivid of the uh, of what Jesus did for us on the cross and dying for us. And even the resurrection is mentioned in Isaiah 53. And uh, Cheyenne, I think what you need to do when witnessing to Jewish people, number one, pray for them. Because the Bible says, Paul told us in the book of Romans, that that they have a personal uh, blinding of of their mind. And so we need to you need to pray for them. Uh, I think it's also important for you to share your personal testimony. You share with them um, what God has done for you through you putting your faith in their Messiah. Uh, That's very important. And then when you're sharing the gospel with them, use the Old Testament, use their scriptures and 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 you know Isaiah 53 is is at the top of the list but you can go through so many old testament scriptures uh you can you can you can show them the story and i hate to use the word story but the event where abraham sac- where god asked abraham to sacrifice his son if you go through that that passage you'll see it's a very clear picture of what the Messiah would do when he would come. There's so many different places in the Old Testament, but what you want to do is you want to speak their language. Uh, you want to talk in a way that's non-offensive to them. Um, you know, instead of speaking to them in a, in a, in a, you know, how do I say it? Americanized Greek Western thought, you want to use their terms. And that's why it's important, I think, to use the Old Testament, uh, because that's their Bible. Um, but you can, you can definitely, uh, witness Christ to them through doing that. And, and also there are many really, really good websites um for you could you can go to um to get tips and to find out you know good ways to do this um any any good ministry um such as chosen people ministries um there's so many um where uh, Jews for Jesus uh where these are believers these are Jewish people who become believers in Christ and they share the gospel with Jewish people and they help people like us gentiles to do the same so mike hope that helps that's it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Also read Psalms 22. Very oh, interesting yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to look at that. If you want to know what Jesus was seeing when he hung on the cross, Isaiah 22 is is the entire, uh, it, it's like it's like God cam was on, like like Jesus had a GoPro <laughs> on his head and, and it was just written down in Psalms 22. Incredible scripture. And, and, uh, so yeah. And Cheyenne, we're here for you. Stay on line. I'll send you out the movie Jesus as well as a little book called time to grow and, uh, and, uh, uh, God of wonders as well. I'll send that to you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Cheyenne, if you need us, we're here for you. Let's go to Andrew Monterey, California. Hi, welcome. Hey, pastor Mike. Yes. The Prince of Persia. Yes. Okay. And when I'm reading the Bible, I see Persia is involved with Israel quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, with Haman, he was a part of the government of Persia. Yep. And we got also, we got Ezekiel, was it Isaiah? No, Ezekiel 38 war, where Persia's involved in war. Huh? And we have 
And we have um, Iran right now passing all the wars with Israel again. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the Prince of Persia is live and well in Iran. Yeah, uh, and very possibly maybe even the demon, you know. um, And uh, we remember that Daniel was praying, and he said, I would have been here sooner uh, but Michael had to battle with the Prince of Persia. Now, that doesn't mean that Michael the Archangel had a had a was was duking it out with his dude with a crown. I believe it's the spirit that was behind the leader of the Prince of Persia. And we do know, according to scripture, they're territorial. Jesus talked about that. And it may, may very well be that uh it might still be that same old spirit. Your thoughts? That's exactly right. Mike, I agree with you 100%. Also, you find this same idea in Ephesians chapter 6, um, where it talks about the principalities and powers. And uh, Mike, I totally agree with you that what you're looking at there with the Prince of Persia is the demonic forces behind uh, those who are in uh, in authority in Persia, because that's what the word prince means. Behind that word prince is the idea of ruling uh, of a ruler and authority, and it's definitely the spirit that's that's uh, that's motivating them. And it's just amazing, uh, just like uh, you uh, pointed out that uh, all <laughs> Persia just keeps coming back up to the surface, um, you know, in the Old Testament. Uh, and then when we look at Ezekiel 38, you know, and we're seeing the same thing happening now, and it's going to happen in the future. So uh, we got to keep our eyes on that, and, and uh, it really shows us a lot of what's going on. So I hope that helps. I'm very curious if after Ezekiel 38, is that going to be the end of Persia? I I, I don't know uh, exactly. Um, it, it's it's. Um, uh, I I think they'll still exist, uh, but not uh, certainly not not a world threatening uh, uh, empire like they are now. Any last thoughts on that? Well, I think when you read. Uh, I, Ezekiel 38 and 39, it gives you the idea that those nations that come against Israel during that war, that God really, he he wipes them out. It, well, I he mean, says he five, def- five sixths of the invading army is wiped out. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So that I mean, would he, then he, tell he decimates me, them pretty yeah, good. That yeah, that would tell me that there's still one sixth left behind. So to say sure. they're completely gone, I would have to probably plead the one sixth. A percentage in there and say, no, they probably are there, but uh, they've been reduced uh, completely yeah. to uh, not an issue anymore. So, yeah, and we don't see them, and we don't see them mentioned again. No, no, that, that's you it. know, in, in the book of Revelation or or anywhere else. So, now we yeah. find the kings of the east, but that really, mm-hmm. and and what's interesting in the Greek, the kings of the east uh, means kings of the land of the rising sun, and it's interesting yeah. that both um, Japan and China at one time had the rising sun on their flags and and um, a 200 million soldier army marches into the valley of megiddo now when the bible was written there wasn't 200 million people on earth and here he says there's going to be an army of standing of 200 million people that are going to come across the dried up euphrates river to make war there in that great valley um who would have ever thought of such a thing but only God knew and told us. So hope that helps, Andrew. Yeah, it does. One last thing. I should hope that one-sixth is the church of Iran. 
That's left. Amen. There you go. <laughs> that would be. That would be. <laughs> never thought of that. that. That's good. That's that's some good insight there. I like that. Stay in line, Andrew. We'll send you out books and uh, some uh, DVD movie Jesus uh, based on the book of Luke. Think you'll enjoy that. Let's go to Jeffrey, Mineral Wells, Texas. Hello, guys. Uh, I have a question regarding replacement uh, theology. My wife and I on, on uh, social media, we've noticed uh, as we would uh, stand with Israel, we're getting comments about replacement theology that, uh, you know, this. Well, you know what I mean by it. I'd like to have have your thoughts. Go Go ahead. Well, Jesus very clearly, see, replacement theology is really a mess. Because, because um, uh, again, uh, they, they, they believe that, that um, you know, where uh, Jesus said the abomination which takes desolate and everybody is to run quickly away. That happened in 70 AD. No, the temple was actually the last thing uh, that they did. They destroyed before it, if Jerusalem finally collapsed. In fact, Titus, the, the word is that Titus didn't want to destroy the temple because of its, of its amazing beauty. Uh, they, you know, they like to leave things. Um, some, it's according to, to what historians say, a, a drunk uh, Roman lit it on fire and it burned and then they tore it down to get the gold. Now, uh, really quickly, uh, they, when the abomination takes place run, everybody would have already been dead. The the temple was the last thing that fell, according to Josephus. So you, you've got, you, you th- that doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, every living thing in the sea didn't die in 70 AD. Uh, you've got all these, these problems. Um, Jesus himself said in, in Luke chapter 21, Jerusalem would be trodden down by the Gentiles till the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Jerusalem is under Jewish control again. That right there, Luke 21, really just, just knocks the wheels off the bus of replacement theology. And they just, they just re- refuse to believe it. And we're, no, things are going to get better, and this is going to keep going, and we're going to usher in, we're going to usher in Jesus Christ coming back to the earth. What they're going to be ushering in, unfortunately, is the Antichrist. Your thoughts? That's exactly right. And, you know, to take the, the promises that God have made, has made to Israel in the future and to apply them to the church, that's what replacement theology does. And to do that, you get rid of the millennium. Uh, there's so many important concepts that the Bible clearly teaches that you have to get rid of in order to do that. And I think if you read uh, just a just a really good chapter, Romans chapter 11, Paul goes to great lengths to say that God has not rejected the Jews completely, that he's going to keep his promises. And when you go back to Isaiah, you see God's going to restore the people, he's going to restore their land, and he's going to restore them spiritually. And uh, we see all that in the future in the millennium. So, because God I, made a promise to Abraham, and though they never kept their end of the deal... God always keeps his. That's some good news from God's (laughs) word. Stay in line. We'll send you out book, DVD. We're all at time. Uh, Rocky, David, the rest, please call us. We'll put you on first thing tomorrow. Thanks, Scott, for being on the air with us. Look forward to being back with you. Until then, God bless you. To know more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. 
Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 